Welcome to the Diamonds and Pearls podcast for the woman who's creating her own path to freedom, walking in her sovereignty and creating an impact using her intuitive gifts. We will chat divine feminine energy, aligning with your purpose and connecting with women who are here to serve as a leader and create an impact in the collective consciousness. My name is Jessica Sugar, and I'll be your host and I'm so happy to have you part of this sisterhood, this collective where we can rise up together. So if you're ready, let's dive right in. What's up, ladies? Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Diamonds and Pearls podcast. Today, I have a special episode for you. New guest, Shay Stone is joining me. We have such an incredible conversation about overcoming your fear, Uh, getting to know who you are and finding your truth and just so many good points that Shay brought up about her book, um, Be Better Than You. So uh, make sure you guys go check her out. BeBetterThanYou.com is where she has her book. You can find more information about her and you may also connect with her over on Instagram and I will put a link in the show notes as far as how you can connect with her. Um, so just a couple things before I dive into the episode and we get started, but I am holding two spots for two incredible ladies who are ready to elevate uh, into 2022. Uh, my one-on-one high-level mentorship is for this woman who is wanting to take up space, to be empowered, to show up as that confident version of herself, and really releasing beliefs and stories that really been holding you back. Uh, this is a two-month container where we're really diving into embodiment work, subconscious work, and really tapping into your feminine, into your pleasure, into doing work that feels fun to you, right? So maybe you're wanting to start a business or if you're wanting to go deeper into your business, you know, getting clarity and taking action, uh, this mentorship is for you. I would love to encourage you to apply. Uh, You can head over to my website, jessicashugart.com to uh, connect with me and get on a call and just see if this is a good fit for you. Uh, This is really for that woman that's already committed to this work, ready to say yes to herself and embody that version of herself that's already within her. So uh, I'm really excited about this mentorship. It's going to be pure fire. And for these two women that are going to be working with me, um, I'm just so excited for you and celebrating even you before before you even get started. So also, I have some one-on-one Reiki sessions if you're wanting to connect with your energetic body, give yourself some rest, restoring, opening up your heart to receive. And, you know, Reiki, I feel like is such a beautiful introduction to your spiritual work, you know, your connection with your life force energy that's within you, Um, especially if you've been feeling really tired, stress, anxiety, uh, Reiki just works on, Reiki works on all four bodies supporting you, mind, body, spirit, emotionally, and physically, and mentally, so such a great, beautiful modality, modality. I can never say that word, you guys. (laughs) Um, But yeah, message me if you have any questions. If you're wanting to book a session, like always, uh, you could head to Jessica Sugar at Instagram and DM me. And let's dive right in, ladies, to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I have a beautiful new guest today, Shay Stone. I'm so excited to have her. 
Um, she has so much wisdom to share and I'm just so excited to uh, for you guys to meet her. So Shay, can you share a little bit about yourself? And I have so many questions I want to ask, but if you can just give us like a little dive about uh, who you are, where you're from, um, just so we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about having this conversation and empowering women and just being inspirational as much as I, as, and helpful as much as I can be. Um, as far as, as far as myself, uh, I started off being uh, an animator. I'm an animator for Walt Disney Animation Studios, and I've been doing that for the past 11 years. Uh, as far as my background, as far as my life work is concerned, uh, I've always been an observant child. You know, I've like, that's kind of my hobby is observing others, observing behavior, psychology, uh, emotional intelligence, and be, becoming an animator only exaggerated all of that because that's actually our job is to study and observe human behavior and act it out and bring characters to life. So uh, everything that I do, it, it all stirs in together. It seems like very separate because I do life coaching. I, I, I have my book and then I'm also an animator and it seems like they're very different, but they actually complement each other very well. And it's, and it's good because it's able it gives me the opportunity to um, have options in my life and achieve the things that I want to achieve, having such a deep understanding of my own behavior and others and the world around me. And then as far as uh, my clients as well, being able to help them and help them gain a different perspective so they can do the same thing. I love that so much. So just taking all that knowledge, that life experience to really help your clients um, in the long run, like being able to just share your wisdom with them. Um, I love that you have that experience with animation. I think that's so neat. I mean, not everybody gets that opportunity to do that. So can you share a little bit about um, your experience with like overcoming fear, you know, and you stepping into this role of pursuing your dream? You know, I know there's a lot of obstacles that come with going with that. Um, what can, you know, how can we, for that woman that's wanting to step over, like into that and that role, overcoming her fear, what would you share for her or to her? that's a really great place to start. So for me, I'm going to take it just a little backward a little bit. Uh, because I've always been an observant child, right? So that was kind of my hobby. I loved observing people. I loved uh, studying human behavior, my family, my mom, my dad. Like I loved figuring out why people did the things that they did, right? And figuring out their thought processes and things like that. So with animation, becoming an animator, that only exaggerated everything that I already was because our job is to study and observe and bring characters to life, right? And study human behavior as well in psychology. So it all ties into what to what I do and what I've always done my entire life. Now, uh, I've done a lot of things when I was a kid. Like I was into animation, I was into basketball, I was into, you know, uh, band and music and a bunch of different things. And luckily my mom, she knew that I loved animation, but she also allowed me to evolve. So she also allowed me to shift whenever I needed to shift because I was just a child, right? Mm -hmm. So once I got to high school, she kind of gave me the talk like, okay, what are you going to do, right? You're into a bunch of different things. It's time to start narrowing it down so you can start trying to form your craft or at least figure out where you're going to go after high school and, you know, and do some things that are related to it, maybe, right? So uh, luckily, this conversation came the same time I actually had this um, extensive career project in ninth grade. So this extensive career project was uh, we had to figure out what we wanted to do with our lives, pretty much, you know, what kind of career we wanted, the title, the salary, what schools we can go to, what companies that are in place for us to um, 
you know, be that, right? And uh, and we had to and we had to really narrow it down. So luckily, the conversation with my mom and this project came at the same time. Uh, fast forward, so with this project, I took it I took it seriously, right? So I I knew what school I wanted to go to. I knew what animation was at the time. I knew the salary. I knew the companies that I wanted to work for. I had it all figured out at the age of thirteen, wow. right? I didn't know if it was going to happen, but I took it seriously and I, and I, and I did all the intricate research, right? So I had it all planned out at the age of 13. Now, fast forward to graduating high school. The plan was after high school, the school that I found was called Full Sail University. So the plan was after high school to go to Full Sail University. And this was in Florida. So I actually had to leave home to this, right? So this is where fear came in for the first time of my life, right? Because this is what I've always wanted to do. There was so much writing on it, right? So much passion, so much. And then there was fear in success too. Like, you know, our, our fear as if, if this is even possible. So I wouldn't even say I was at the fear of success part yet. It was like, is this even possible? I know I written it all down. I knew I took it seriously. I knew I really wanted this, but I wasn't sure if it was actually, you know, doable. So when after I graduated high school, you know, I told my mom, I was like, ah, I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go to a community college, right? I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to leave home yet. I was really just chickening out, right? I was scared to leave home. I was scared to to go to full sale. I was scared of failing, you know, going to do what I've always wanted to do. And I just wasn't ready to experience that yet, right? So, uh, so I asked my mom, you know, and kind of talked her into going to a community college nearby just to kind of get my feet wet and then go to full cell afterwards. Right. And that was my promise. I was like, I'll go to full cell. I swear afterwards. So she said, okay, she didn't like it. She knew that I was kind of chickening out, but she was like, okay, we'll go to full cell in two years. Mm-hmm. Fast forward two years. I came with that same conversation. Right. So I was like, I'm still scared. I love my life. I was very comfortable with my life. I was working at Dollar Tree, you know, making, you know, $500. I don't even know if it was $500 a week. I think like $300 a week, something like that. I had friends. I had, you know, I had car, I had a car. So life was just, it was very mediocre, but it was fine. Right. So at that point, because of the fear that I had inside of me of going to full sale and, you know, achieving my dreams or at least trying to, this was better because I didn't have to deal with what I was feeling on the inside, right? So when I, after I graduated the community college, I went to my mom and said, hey, what do you think about me finishing my bachelor's degree at this community college? And my mom said, and I remember, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. I, she was like, do they have computer animation? Because that's what I was going to full sell for. And I was like, no, I was like, they don't. They have like game programming or something like that. I was like, but I think it's kind of the same. And she looked at me and she said, is it computer animation? And I was like, well, no. And she said, like with the most serious face, like she's looking at me dead in the eye. And she says, well, then that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And she turns around and she walks away. And we like, there was never another conversation. There was, there was no like, oh, that was the stupidest thing. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Blase, blase, blah, and we continue forward. She looked me dead in the eye with the most serious tone you can imagine and said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And she turned around and she walked away. And I was standing in the hallway at the time, which is where we were having the conversation. And I just felt like a complete loser. Like I knew, I knew, I knew fear was driving me. I knew that I was giving up on my dreams. And 
it's like I was already ripped to shreds, right? And she just torn me into even tinier shreds because I just like, I had to face her. And at that moment of her saying, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard and me having to deal with that, her leaving me there to deal with that was the moment that I knew that fear was controlling me and I couldn't take it. Like, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I can't do that, right? Like, what am I giving up, right? So after, luckily after that conversation, we actually never had a conversation again about it. I went to full sale and everything else is history after that. I went to full sale, like I not knowing anything about animation. I graduated top of my class, all this kind of stuff. And here we are today. So this was the first time I experienced fear, like grand scale, right? And it was also the last time I experienced fear paralyzing me in a grand scale as well. So uh, I think it's really important to bring up overcoming fear and uh, empowering people and women in, in general, because uh, it can eat at you, right? And it can, it can completely paralyze you and take over your life if you're not careful. Mm, so true. And I think um, I talk a lot about the subconscious mind um, with my clients and because I'm an NLP coach. Um, but it's like, you know, we, our subconscious mind wants to keep us safe, right. And wants to keep us on in that comfort zone. And if we don't take those steps on the other side, right. It's like, that's where our greatness is on that other side of that. Um, and you know, we're so like safe, right. And like you said, you felt safe. Like you had all the things I love that you were sharing, like you felt good. You had your friends. I mean, life was good. Like it just, you know, like there was nothing that you needed to really change about it. Yeah. And, but you took, but you knew deep within, like, you knew your intuition was telling you like, there's more, like, I need to take this step. And if you don't take that step, it's like, you almost know you're missing out on that thing. That next thing that's taking you to where you need to be. I'm so glad you brought that up because even with my life being so comfortable, you know, making this little money, having friends and just kind of doing whatever I wanted to, uh, and the school that I went to was easy as well. And so I'm, I'm really glad you bring that up because while I chose to be comfortable, to have a more comfortable lifestyle, I wasn't internally comfortable. I knew something else was up, like something in me didn't feel right. Right. So it, it was more so that I was choosing to, to do this. So I, so I wouldn't have to deal with the fear of failure or fear of success. Right. That was just too big for me. And I didn't want to walk into that, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. So I chose the comfortable route, even though it didn't feel good. Like it didn't feel good. And I know a lot of people ex are experiencing this now, mm. right? They know that there's something more and that's what Be Better Than You and my book is all about. It's, it's about helping those who feel powerless in their own lives, people who have been stunted by their environment through no fault of their own. Mm. Right? They don't have the resources. They don't have the, finance, the finances. They don't have the family, the support, the support system or anything like that. Like, everything that I do now is like, for me, these are the diamonds of our society. People who want more, they know they deserve more. They even want to give more, but they're just not sure how to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's internally or, or just having their own resources. Right. And, and knowing where to go. So, you know, like I said, I feel like these are the diamonds of our society and my book and everything that I encompass is, is to give those diamonds what they need to shine. Right. Because I've been through that and I know what's on the others. I've been on both sides. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my main mission with everything that, be better than you about. I love that. So can you share, so you accomplished this goal, you went to this, to the university, you got this amazing job, your dream job, you got to that point. Now, when did things shift for you? Like, when did you start to have this awakening of like, I love what I do. I'm so grateful for being in the space, but I know like 
there's, this is like, again, moving past that threshold of like, there's something else. Right. And, you know, again, we're in that comfort where things are good. You know, I can totally relate to so much of this in my own personal life. You have the good salary, good money, you're getting paid, you know, and, but then it's like, you know, that you're, you're just desiring to make an impact in a different way than what you're currently doing. So how did this like shift for you? Yeah, that's, it's, it's so insane because this is nothing that I set out to do. You know, the, this book, writing this book and um, creating this community, Be Better Than You and stuff like that and life coaching, it's nothing that I had planned, right? Uh, what I had planned was become an animator and work and that was it. Nothing went beyond that. And I think that's important. I think that's important too, that it didn't go beyond that, right? Because I was able to focus. While I was doing animation, it was great. Like I, it was fulfilling. I, I felt that I was helping people and I was making a difference and stuff like that through entertainment, which is, it's an art form and you are. But at some point, like I, I started to, I started noticing a lot. And to be completely honest, I started noticing a lot of people I went to high school with, people I went, even went to college with, people that went to the same university that I did, not getting where they want to go. Right. Um, for me, I've always been the type of person that people come to for advice, you know, just a different perspective, help them with their problems or, you know, maybe just they just want my opinion on something. Right. Maybe there is no problem. They just want my opinion. So pairing that with me kind of seeing that my the people that I grew up with are the people I went to school with, not really finding their stride and me kind of seeing their potential. I'm just like putting all that together. I'm like, I got to I got to do something. Right. Like I, I, like, I don't, I don't want to be in people's business. <laughs> you know, Like I don't want to tell them what to do or anything like that, or, or make the assumption that they don't know what they're doing or anything like that. But it's like, you, you see what's going on. And I'm just like, I want to help. Right. I want to help them. And what's, what's the big, like, what's the best way I can help a lot of people at one time. Right. Cause I know animation helps people in music and, and entertainment and stuff like that. It does, but I needed it to come from me. Right. I knew there was something in me that was different. I knew there was something that was unique. I knew I had a different way of looking at things. And it all, you know, it all goes back to my life's work. Like, I know it sounds complicated. Me saying I was an observant child, I would think about different um, thought process and why people did what they did. But that wasn't homework. It wasn't a chore. This is what I love to do. Right. So I knew what my capabilities were. And I, I, I wanted to help those people. So I'm like, what's the best way that I can do that without being all up in their business? And that kind of pulled me out of, that started pulling me out of animation at that point a little bit. So I'm just like, okay, I had the thought to write a book one day, having a conversation with my mom and it wasn't a serious idea. So this is actually where the pool actually started coming from, to be honest with you. And I'm sorry, I missed it. But I was having a conversation with my mother one day and I don't remember what we were talking about. We're probably gossiping or something like that, things that we normally do. You know, so uh, and I think I, I think we were talking about how, what someone needs to do or, you know, anything like that. And I, and I started rambling like I normally do about, you know, just philosophy type stuff and like, oh, you know, anything about this and, you know, stuff like that. And, and I was just like, you know, what? I was like, I need to just write a book. <laughs> right. And I just I said it just very randomly. Right. And my mother, she's very spiritual, very religious. Like, you know, so when I said that, I just I said it very loosely. But when I said it, she paused. And she said, okay, the Lord getting ready to use you. And the way she said it was just so serious and so like piercing that I was just like, oh, well, you know, I was like, I'm, you know, I just kind of continue on with the conversation. I'm not sure exactly what I said after that, 
but I kind of played it off and dismissed her saying that, right? And dismissed that whole thing that I was feeling because after she said that, it kind of pierced my heart. Like it was so with that situation, it's always been etched in my heart to write a book. So I, I didn't actually start writing one until probably a couple of years after that. But that was that was in my mind. I'm like, okay, this is this is where we this is how we pull out. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and and it's and that's that's just kind of how it snowballed after that. Um, Hey girls, if you can do me a favor and just stop what you're doing, screenshot this episode and share it with a friend. This helps me out so much, you guys, to grow my platform, get the message out and help other women that you think would really enjoy this. Um, Also, if you haven't had a chance to rate my podcast, you can head over to iTunes. It takes a couple seconds just to quickly leave me a review. Um, A five-star review would be amazing. And Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my messages, to listen to this podcast, and really just spend time with me. It means the world to me. Yeah, one day I just I just started writing. I mean, obviously it was a it was a more of a process than oh I just started writing, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that was the moment where I started pulling away from animation and knowing that something bigger is here. And I feel like me kind of throwing that out, like, oh, I should write a book and her taking it that way was, was the first step Mm. of saying, okay, this is how you do it. Right. Wow. I love that. Isn't it amazing how we have these people in our lives that really just influence us more than we know. And I love that you have that relationship with your mother. I think that was, it's just so beautiful. Um, And she kind of just really pushed you and believed in you and, you know, gave you that, that like, push to take that step. Um, can you share a little bit about your book? I'm like really excited to um, learn more about it. Yeah, no. So the book, <clears throat> the book is called Be Better Than You. Uh, it came out May 15th, which is actually my mother's birthday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's was, it was super meaningful. Like she, it, she's the backbone of the whole thing. So uh, I wrote the book Be Better Than You. Uh, basically, just to explain the title really quick, it's just that the title be better than you is about like it's not about changing who you are when we think about improving our lives or improving our relationships or ourselves we think about okay what do we need to change right what do we need to do what do we need to buy or anything like that and it's like well you don't need to change anything there's nothing wrong with you nothing like you are good just how you are it's simply just about being better you know my job when it comes to coaching and everything that i uh, write in this book and everything that i'm demonstrating in this book is about uh, bringing liberation and show and revealing the advantages of your natural behavior, right? So it's not about changing who you are. We're just going to get better. Or I'm going to show you how to utilize your weaknesses, you know, not think about what your weaknesses are and capitulate to them, utilize them, right? So where they become a strength to you. So that's what Be Better Than You is about pretty much as far as the mantra behind it. The book itself, I wrote the book to help jumpstart young adults, Right. Because I was kind of thinking about what I what I wish I had um, when I was 18, 19, even growing into my 20s. Right. It's like if I would have known the stuff that I wrote about now, it's like, holy hell, like how different. I mean, I'm grateful to God for where my life is now, where I am now. But if I knew that. That would change like it would be a game changer. So I wanted to give young adults that. So that's how it started. So in the book, Be Better Than You, um, I go through a lot of the basics. Right. So each chapter is. Um, just like the the key areas of our lives. So you have self-reflection, you have finance, you have health, you have goals, you have um, 
being proactive, we have ignorance, being present, things like that, right? So each chapter is like a caters to a different area of our life. And uh, moving forward, obviously, I'll get more deeper into it. But that was the that was the premise of why I wrote the book and the way that I wrote it. And uh, and there was a lot of thought that went into it. You know, um, just like I said, to help people not waste so many years of their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, take advantage of their experiences, take advantage of where they are right now, and just thrive on their own accord. You know, d- despite what happens in the physical world, get whatever they want and allowing them how to do it. This is true as well. That's amazing. I, I really love what you said about, you know, it's not about changing who you are, right? It's about, because there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken, right? So um, I think there's just like this, there's so much like of this like talk about fixing ourselves all the time, right? And it's like, we have to be a certain way to be able to be successful or to, um, really reach, make an impact. Right. And it's really about coming home to yourself about knowing who you are and then like awakening and remembering who you are already, because it's already within you. And we have so much like right. conditioning. We have so much, uh, you know, life experience experiences that have happened that have really kept us from showing up in that empowered space. Right. One of the beautiful things about being a mentor and a coach is being able to help our clients to learn from our mistakes, but at the same time, trusting themselves and allowing them to remember that this is their process, this is their journey, and they get to make mistakes. They get to learn from these things in their life, right? Um, and it's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all figured out, um, but it's also about taking those steps. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, one of the biggest things for me, you know, uh, it's the first chapter of my book and it's called self-reflection. And reflection is something that I preach constantly. I I feel like I'm a broken record, at least on Instagram as well. And I'll continue to be, right? Because that's where your power is, right? Your power is knowing who you are, right? And, uh, And a lot of people feel like they do know who they are. But I like to separate knowing who you are and understanding who you are right? Because you can know things, you know, knowledge is, is there for everybody, right? It's there. So you, you can know like your name, you can know where you're from and things like that, but understanding who you are, your emotions, your thoughts, why you think certain things, mm. you know, how you, uh, how you, just how you operate on a daily basis, how you respond to things, uh, your triggers, understanding why they're triggered, right? And, and having that understanding, because once you have that, that's where you can walk into spaces that you don't know anything about. Because I tell people all the time is what I truly believe in, what I know to be true, is that the more you understand yourself, the more you understand everything around you, right? So it takes a long time, because a lot of people, you start to discover that you don't know who you are, right? Because we're, and we're constantly learning too, so nobody ever reaches the peak, right? But the more understanding that you have, it's like, okay, we're all the same, right? We like to think that we're all different. I talk about this in the book as well. I like to think that we're all different when we operate different, stuff like that. We're an expression, right? We're, we're all human beings. We're an expression of the same thing. The more you understand who you are and how you operate, the more you're going to understand how the world around you operate because it's all just an expression. And that expression comes from a perspective, that's the base. That's the anchor point is your perspective. Your perspective comes from anchor point of your perspective is your life experience, your family, right? Your support system, where you came from, 
you know, how you were raised, that kind of stuff builds your perspective. So once you understand what your own perspective is and how you see things and understand yourself, you're going to, you're going to see that other people have the same type of scenario. They're just expressing it differently. Right. So at that point, it's just like art, right. You know, we can see different um, photos and stuff like that. And we can see similarities between all of them. Right. And, and that's why we can kind of come up with what the, what the, um, what the painter was thinking. Right. Uh, even when we read a book, we can kind of dive in and feel like we get to know the author. And maybe the author doesn't even talk about themselves, even if it's like a, a fiction novel. We can read a fiction novel and feel like we're, we're connected to the author because this, we're reading their expression. We're experiencing their expression. So that comes back. So I reel back on uh, self-reflection a lot because that's where, that's where it is. That's where the power is. And that's where you overcome that fear. That's where you allow fear. You're still going to experience fear, but that's where fear doesn't paralyze you. Dan, I love what you said that understanding ourselves is, is so key here um, because you're right. And I, I teach my clients in MLP, we talk about our perception of the world and how that's created. And that's very much aligned with what you're sharing because it's so true. We see things, we learn things from our experiences, from how we've been brought up, how our belief systems are, our values are. Um, all these things have a huge part as far as like how we show up and how we look at other people and how we re receive. So, you know, having that understanding of how we operate is so powerful and having that self-awareness piece is key because we know, okay, well, maybe this is um, why I'm looking at things this way. And how can I kind of like be more open to other people's perspectives and how can I understand how people communicate and understand how I can be a better communicator, right? So these are all important things um, that really help us to reach that level, next level of success. Um, because if we don't understand other people or understand ourselves, how can we understand other people? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. And it's so funny because um, as, as I'm listening to you share, I'm thinking, someone might be thinking, okay, I understand that you're saying self-reflection is the key and understanding who you are is the key. How do I get there? Right. You know, what's, what's the first step. So obviously I, I talk about this more in depth in the book, but the first step is truth. Right. And the first step is honesty. And I know that that sounds cliche, but I'm talking about honesty breaks you down. Right. So obviously a lot of us have skeletons in the closet. A lot of us have things about ourselves that we don't want to face. And, uh, and we kind of only want to expose the good things or experience the good things, right? And make people believe that we are only the good things, right? So I think, um, well, I know that self-reflection in your power starts with exposing your truth, you know, bringing that to the table. And I have an exercise in the book that goes through all of that, but it, it lies in your truth, right? So uh, one thing about me as well is that I, you know, I've talked about this before is that I don't mind being wrong, right? I don't, I don't mind not knowing something either. I don't mind ignorance, right? Um, ignorance is just not knowing, you know, ignorance doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you can't learn. It doesn't mean you don't have the ability to learn. It means you don't know, and you don't know right now. And that's okay. Right. So uh, for me, it's like I love learning. You know, it's you know, it's not about what I'm an expert in. It's you know, I, I love hearing from other people, too. I, and, I, and I love being corrected. Right. And because there's learning in that and I have major FOMO, like I love because I'm an observer. I'm a learner. I'm a student of life. I, I if I cut someone off and I make it seem like I'm the expert, you can't tell me anything about this. I feel like I'm losing out. 
<laughs> right. So whether it's in, in, in that, that's just one aspect, whether it's a relationship, whether it's coaching, whether it's just having a conversation with someone, stranger on the street or your family member, anything that's anything. I am so open minded to change how I feel in real time. Right. Because I just want all the information. I, I want the experiences. I want the perspective because that makes me feel closer to people and makes me feel closer and more grounded in life. And even myself, because now I can have a conversation with myself about what I just heard, about what I just experienced. And then when you talk about the conscious and the subconscious mind, that's where those things come into play, too, because at that point, when I'm reflecting, I can decide on what I'm going to accept and what I'm going to reject. And that way that and then I can start executing that within my own right. Mm-mm-mm. You know, what yeah. I mean? so with, with, yeah. So with something like this, you always, you always have options. And I tell people all the time, options is what your goal is. Mm-hmm. You know, options is the goal because you want, like people want to have that confidence to be able to step into spaces they don't know anything about. They want to have the confidence to be able to think clearly in OB because they want to have the, the option and the confidence to do what they want to do and experience and get what they want out of life despite what happens in the physical world within themselves, they can get what they want. That's what they want. They want that empowerment, but the, to get that empowerment, you need to have options and that's the way you go about it, right? And it starts with your truth. Mm, I love the truth talk all the way. I'm all about it. I think that's so powerful to own your truth, know what your truth is. And this comes down to like your belief system. What is your truth, right? When it comes to your beliefs, um, because we've been like, again, programmed to have these beliefs, but it's like, what really is your truth? You know, not what other people are telling us that we should believe is our truth. Um, And having these open conversations, I think that's so beautiful. I think it's what we need more of. It's not about being right. It's about, you know, there's this quote that I I like to say sometimes before I do a meditation with my clients or when I do a meditation, it's, I'm not a man, I'm not a woman, Um, I'm I'm a teacher, right? I'm just the, the teacher. It's not about like, being like right it's about just being that channel being that vessel that you can just show up and lead right and um you know there's so much of this like right and wrongness that we have going on that's bringing us division you know right now in our society and i and i just feel like this conversation really can help people understand that you know we get to we get to learn from each other we get to be more open to other people's perspectives and we get to be more self-aware in this process of understanding other people. And um, yeah, I just love that so much. So thank you for, for sharing your wisdom and your experience around this and this conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I have a whole chapter in my book about ignorance, you know, and, and thanks to my mom, like I said, she's the backbone of this entire book because she's, you know, she's, she's the one who put the seed, planted those seeds. Right. And she used to tell me all the time, you know, you're only ignorant for a little bit. Mm. Right. So whatever you don't know, you just don't know it right now. She's like, now you decide not to ask the question. Right. And so if there's something that you don't understand and you decide not to do your research, you decide not to ask the question or figure out whatever it is you need to figure out. Okay. But you're going to figure, but you're going to act like, you know, okay, well, that's arrogance. Mm. And arrogance is what makes you stupid. Ignorance doesn't make you stupid. Ignorance just means you don't know but you can find out, you know? So she, her, her famous quote was, you're only ignorant for a little bit, or no, you're only ignorant for a few minutes, <laughs> right? So, uh, so yeah, so I think we've gotten into this more arrogant space, mm-hmm. you know, where we don't know a lot 
you know, we don't know as much as we, we should know or whatever the case is, because we're talking about, we, we don't want to be wrong, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't want to be wrong, there's obviously a, a hint of ignorance within everything you got going on, right? Because if you don't want to be wrong, there's something, there's an insecurity there and that insecurity usually lies within ignorance. So at that point, if you're battling someone on who's, who's right, right? And then you have to go into manipulation and things like that, or hurtful comments and stuff like that, and just to win the argument or win the debate or just be right. That, that, that sends you down a slippery slope into the tunnel of despair, right? Because it's like, okay, well, you don't have to do that. You can just learn from that person and no one has to be right or wrong. You can just have a conversation. Mm. And, if it, and if it's a matter of agreeing or disagreeing, you can agree to disagree if it's a matter of beliefs, right? But we can, ha- we can still have that respect we don't need to be right. There's like, there's, I, I, I'm telling you, I literally have no, um, like, it's great. It's a, there is pride in being right. When you do your, when you do your work, you know, you do the work, you do your research, you educate yourself and things like that. You know, um, the validation is always great, but it's toxic when it becomes the pattern of, you know, when you start to manipulate and you start to, um, sabotage, right. And things like that just to have that status of, oh, I'm always right. I know everything. You can't discover anything if you know everything, mm-hmm. right? So if, you, so if you're someone who knows everything, you're stunting yourself. So it's not even just about being arrogant. It's about stunting your own growth, mm-hmm. right? So being, being open and receptive to people and not worrying about who's right or wrong and just focus on getting understanding, you give yourself the seeds to grow. Mm-hmm. in all aspects and even the people that you're talking to like it's widespread and it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's so beautiful and like you said just a reference to go back to what you said as far as division that is what it's bringing it's bringing division it's bringing anxiety right and self-loathing as well right there's so much shame too I think that goes around with it um when we are not able to be in our truth and have that grounded space of whether who's right or wrong, you know, because I feel like a lot of people want to be right because in fear of not just being grounded in their truth, right? So um, I think there's a lot of work sometimes that we have to do around like, you know, owning who we are, loving who we are, and in spite of like what other people think too, because, you know, like, yes, it's okay for you to feel that way. And it's okay for me to feel this way. So we're both right in our own sense, because that's your truth. And this is my truth, right? So who says your truth is right and mine's wrong. So it comes down to this, this space again of, I see you, but I don't agree with you, but I see you like, and then just owning that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of love in that, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. and even, yeah, even in, even uh, different parts of my book, I talk about that, you know, accepting and loving who you are. Uh, you can see something within yourself. So even like, so my point is you can give someone else that same, re- that same respect, that same love, mm-hmm. right? So just because you don't agree, that doesn't mean there's any love loss. Yeah. That's very important. Not disagreeing with someone and what their belief and their truth is, that there's no love loss there because we have things within ourselves that we see we don't agree with, we don't like it. And that's why we hide it. That's why we have skeletons, right? That's why we have trouble coming into our truths of who we are, mm-hmm. right? Your truth and your belief are two different things. So uh, it's like, if we can give someone else that. So in the book, I talk about um, loving, you know, loving yourself and in, in an exercise to kind of help 
start that process, right? Because that is the, once you, the sooner you open that door, the better. Shay, thank you so much for being here. I feel like we can conversate forever. I mean, there's just so much stuff I, sure. I could dive into with you. Um, a lot that resonates and just the content. So if, um, can you share like how we can find you? Where can people connect with you? Um, all the places and um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram at shaystone.s. Uh, you can find my book, Be Better Than You at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere books are sold, or you can just go to my website, www.bebetterthanyou.com. And there, if you're interested in life coaching uh, in a specific in a specific light, outside of what you offer, obviously, uh, you can reach out to me there as, as well. Beautiful. Again, thank you, Shay, so much for being here. Um, love this conversation. We're going to have to have you come back on the podcast so we can. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.